Hello and welcome to Tonsen Retail's podcast. I'm Vincent Panels. Urban farming is a relatively recent concept. Many pilot projects are developed and the idea is to make cities more sustainable and self-sufficient. Technology and know-how are necessary, but profitability also needs to be achieved. With this in mind, my guest in this episode is Jens Hoxhilde, co-founder and CEO at Nabo Farm. Together, we chat about the young startup's experience with urban farming, but also about the technological side and the new software designed to help the new generation of urban farmers. Here's our chat. <coughs> Hello, Jens, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Um, as usual, I'm very happy to uh, talk with a young startup. Uh, and today we're going to talk about urban farming. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps just to start with the first question, always good to start with the first instead of the second. Um, maybe you can tell us about the, the concept. Uh, you are urban farmers, but also a tech company. How did you end up doing that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we are um, we started out as, a, as an urban farm back in 2018, um, me and my partner, Sebastian. Um, at that point in, in Denmark, Copenhagen, there was, I think there were no commercial urban farms, so it's quite new. And we kind of like had some experience growing uh, with hydroponics, which is the way our farm runs, uh, growing without soil uh, in an indoor climate. And um, we were kind of like, we had some experience growing, so we knew we could grow some really good greens. Um, and then we kind of set out, okay, let's let's build, let's build a farm and then start selling this. And... Um, we were like, well, should we sell to supermarkets? Should we sell to private consumers directly to them? Or should we sell to, you know, professional kitchens? And the market that kind of catch on was the was the B2B market. And that kind of set the tone for us. Um, because in, in the professional kitchens, it's very much like on time, you know, uh, same and consistency, you know, they, they're perfectionists. Um, and also there were... Um, you know a lot of yeah opportunities there so um we uh, had built a farm uh which you know grew some 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 great greens but it might have been a bit unstructured because we haven't done that before and not a lot of people had actually been doing that before doing commercial farming in the center of a, a city at that point so um so we found out that we really needed to uh, get organized and I have a background um, as many years in the in the tech uh, industry as a as a programmer and, and designer, so uh, it was um, yeah it was intuitive for me to to you know do some software for us that could organize kind of the whole delivery process. So then after only like a year and a half, we actually started intensively um, developing this software to to also operate the farm. And not just uh, not just the production side, not just like the growing of the greens, but also uh, making sure that we deliver on time for these clients. So we got this approach where we, you know, partner up with our customers. It could be a restaurant chain, and we look at you know instead of the chefs panicking every night about parsley again, um, we're like, well, you have this menu for three months. Uh, you're going to use parsley, right? So why not, you know, let us deliver it to you um, like a, basically like a subs subscription. 
so sometimes it would be a little bit too much, but then you can use it after day after, and sometimes a little bit too little, but then you can just call us because it's a local farm. So we can just you know come whenever you need it. And um, that approach really, really stuck to, uh, to, to, to the first clients we got. And we, we started kind of developing our whole um, farm and, and business around putting in the demand, planning the demand out in the future on a recurring basis and feeding that back into the whole operation. So then we could start, you know, planning um, who are like, who needs to go to work at this state in the future? What kind of resources do we need? Um, do we have enough uh, seats in the, in the, in the inventory uh, and exactly what needs to be done at any time? Um, so that kind of combination um, made it very easy for us to, um, well, we had to convince the clients that uh, this is the this is the way they should do it. But whenever they got on board, uh, this really made it uh, efficient and, and easy for us to kind of control and deliver on time and took like the guesswork out of it. Of course, also because by nature, the the, the vertical farming and the farming are able to guarantee if you control the environment, the same crop every time all year. So you have this consistency and, and collaboration with the people who need it and and um the 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 farm and in between there there's the the software so the the way that we are ended up now is that we we offer kind of both we still offer and have this operating uh, farm in in Copenhagen uh but we also offer this software now um to to the market for somebody else to uh, start implementing in, in their business Okay, well, before before we go a bit uh, more in details in in that uh, software idea and and why is it important to to basically structure an urban farm, maybe remind us why is it interesting to develop urban farming in cities? Uh, is it to to really more interesting for those B two B clients or for would it be for anyone? For sure, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, you definitely the our motivation, um. Well, the, the importance comes from from a combination of things like uh, environmental and um, health and uh, just like pure, in some cases, pure logic, uh, you know, better quality of, of food and, and more variety of food. Um, so um, for the, of course, for, for consumers, there's one focus and for, for, um, to scale it back, we have <laughs> an issue with the with the climate, and that is um, a lot of our cities, which more and more people are using uh, moving to, um, have a bigger, bigger demand. And to get every resource from all over the world in in the uh, food from all over the world, you got to put it all in there. Transportation is long, and during that transportation, you'll have uh, quality um, of the product. Uh, becoming worse and you'll have um you know packaging that um damages the yeah yeah the chain so so basically what you what you're trying to say is that better transport less co2 impact in a way uh to actually make it a shorter supply chain uh thanks to urban farming yeah i mean it's a big it's a bigger issue so like the, the thing that really motivates 
me and Sebastian in terms of of uh, the idea of urban farming is we we're really pushing the the plant to its to its limits in terms of you know monoculture uh you know deforestation uh, wildlife you know not having their natural habitats because of deforestation because we need more and more fertile or arable uh, land to produce even more food because we're becoming even more people um that kind of process you know we need to be more efficient in the traditional agriculture definitely but at the same time we also really quickly need a fix to add even more food um and urban farming is not taking uh do not have the requirements of you know taking down more trees where like trees is the best way for the planet to actually recover in terms of the negative co2 impacts and stuff so um it takes up you know city space which we already converted into not arable land like it's concrete so um and it stacks it up makes makes it super efficient on the part of land that we already con uh, converted into something that could not be agriculture um and it takes all of these, um, you know, it, it uses way less water. It uh, does not have any pesticides uh, because we don't have any pests. Um, we don't have to, um, you know, think about what kind of um, environment uh, are we in? Will it rain too much? Will it be too sunny? All of these outside factors, which traditional agriculture is, is very reliant on, um, we don't have uh, in in indoor controlled uh, environment agriculture. So, and we of course, as you were mentioned earlier, we are super close to where the demand is, which I also talked about a little bit earlier. The the, the connecting the the demand directly with what we can produce, and it actually is one of the. It's not like a you don't necessarily match up urban farming with uh, you know the less food waste fight but it is actually a really big thing you know food waste being i think one third of um you know the world's uh yeah food going just directly to waste and from that you know one third of the world's food waste there is the one third of that it is actually directly from the production stage of food so it's not it's not necessarily as you think about you not eating all your food at home or throwing something out in the restaurant. It's actually in the production stage that one third of the one third is um, is wasted because of inefficiency, but also because of the market, um, you know, overproduction and perfectionism and all of these things that that feeds in. A traditional farm will have to overproduce uh, because they don't know about the weather, because they don't know about the market. So that kind of overproduction is built into the whole system. And that's a big part you can avoid when you're really close to where the demand is with smaller units um, being being able to adapt to what, what kind of things are needed in what kind of markets. So that actually prevents a, a lot of food waste also. Good. So, so yeah, to sum it up, better control of, of your parameters and, 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 and then your output you're close to the demand. But as an urban farm, you also have some challenges, I expect. Um, when it comes to, to 
profitability is is that something which is already profitable today or because we don't see a, an urban <clears throat> farm at every corner of the street so far no yeah so definitely that this profitability is actually right now um coming in uh, as a very hot topic in in the industry uh it's we've been really unlocking this potential so so hydroponics and indoor farming and all of these ideas has is they're not new ideas uh they're actually quite old um the core concepts are really old um but you know the technology has been there for a while but it's never been uh affordable so with um the led lights becoming more and more efficient it kind of unlocked this whole um potential to be profit profitable um within growing greens or growing something indoor that will require sunlight um in an artificial way so that's kind of like where the explosion in in this started i guess and it's been kind of a rush to because you need to get to the mass to find the economy of scale where is you know do we need to go really really big if it's salads you you do need to give, go really really big to to hit that point of of economy of scale then you might have what what we've been doing a lot this more um artisan or more you know choosing selective crops that are not in the market that we're already in thereby we are able to have a higher price for it because of rarity um which which kind of us our approach because we think you have the potentials to grow something that's not natural to the market or the climate you're in in the nordics or somewhere where the climate is different in general well that's what we think a lot of these leafy greens at least uh or indoor farming should start because you will have a crop that's you know just in the market a higher value than it, than it would be so that's a way to kind of um be selective about it um but then of course you have you have all of this potential and and all of these things that I talked about before these are real issues that are we don't have many solutions to um like cl climate issues and in, in all kinds of aspects of it and so we have we have urban farming coming in and 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 you know having a lot of promise so we get a lot of investment into it and we we uh, we try to um you know scale it but then we also have a a corona crisis coming in and we have um you know a market right now that's you know a little wobbly <laughs> to say the least so all of these things play in and when we talk about profitability i definitely uh i'm 100% sure that it can be profitable profitable it just needs to find its 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 format and that requires time it's still a very new thing uh some people still you know they don't buy it because they question oh there's no soil you know you have a lot of conformity you have a lot of tradition you have a lot of things that needs to change uh in a, in a really fast time so and you also have a an industry in in, in the urban farming industry that needs to work more together uh you know not keep secrets from each other you know we have this whole thing that needs to happen for a new industry so um and that takes time so i think we we, we we will see definitely um urban farming 
profitable and as a natural part of the future landscape of agriculture. And and yeah, because you just mentioned leafy greens and 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 salads and and different type of crops, I'm I'm a bit curious. Is, is actually the concept of urban farming suitable for every or any type of of crop that you want to to grow? Yeah. So for us, there's definitely. If you talk <clears throat> only about the the verticals farms as you see with the purple lights and stacks and stuff definitely limits um to to what you can grow um but for 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 us in apple farm we look like we look more at it as well we started out of with the leafy greens this is you know the technology that was interesting to to advance at that point but for us we look more of it as any food you can produce um under controlled Uh, yeah, in a controlled setting, um, and um, close to where it's needed. Okay. So we also look into, or have been working with, uh, close to to our farm, um, uh, mushroom farmers, um, and uh, insect farmers, and also uh, brewers that are, for example, doing um, all kinds of, you know, maybe kombucha and, or you know, jarring all kinds of um, extra. For us, we want to see cities become more self-sufficient in in nutrient-rich and and protein-rich food, um, and and, and this is a big project. But that's how we 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 really look at indoor farming as the part where you say, well, we take this part and we control. We take the demand. This is what's needed, and when we take this area, this is controllable. These are the right conditions to produce this protein or this vitamin or this mm-hmm. um, food that's needed. Um, so, and we're not in Nebel Farm necessarily experts on all of these things, but that's what I was talking about a little bit earlier about our software. Uh, we want to, you know, get these people going. So there is open, there is mushroom farms, there is all of these things, but it hasn't really caught on yet. It, it's still not, that profitable it's still little artists you know um handcrafted you know so we really want to get it into the mainstream by developing some some tools that can make people that are working with these things and are experts in mushroom growing or insect farming um make them profitable and and really make them consistent and and make them even scale um so it can so it can become more of a mainstream and a natural thing Okay. Well, you just mentioned your your uh, software uh, concept. Uh, let, let, let's get a bit deeper on this one because you developed mm-hmm. this this software for urban farming specifically, and you mentioned that actually it's something that that could help becoming. Uh, I mean, uh, that could help urban farmers to become more profitable. Maybe you can explain a bit more about the concept. Why did you launch it, and how can Anyone out there with an idea to have an urban farm profit about it or benefit from it better? Um, yeah, so we um, it's quite new that we launched um, Nebo OS, as we call it. Kind of, um, we think about it as our own little, little operating system. Um, because initially we develop the software for ourselves to make the the whole production easier and who needs to do what when and 
the lack of profitability in 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 this industry is because there is um, too much reliance on people who have uh, exact knowledge in this kind of new fields. There's too much. Um, there's too many things that needs to be innovated all the time, um, and there's not many like routines. So if you are starting something that's already been started many times before, there is a lot of ideas and recipes that you can kind of follow, business ideas and 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 you know, uh, maybe basically structures for how to operate a bakery or something like this. And these ideas are not there yet. These are being formed all the time. In, in a new industry and what we try to do all the time is pick these uh yeah pick these ideas and and kind of ground them and say we now now we lock it to this process this is how we do it until we make a better one but everybody should do it like this until we make a better one and, and then that's decided immediately through the whole organization um so we kind of use the software to see well we put in the demand this is what we need Demand is everything. The market wants this. This is how we make money. And then we feed that down into growing it the exact same way every time, putting that thing there, turning that thing on, then um, making sure that this uh, climate system, you know, considers this or um, that, you know, three months before we order this really uh, time, um, this unique resource that takes a lot, a lot of time to procure. Um so it's not a new concept to have an ERP system or an MRP system for your for your company, but it becomes quite different when you work with um, uh, something that's living um, and something that's a um, new way of producing something. So it's we are producing without soil, for example, which makes it different from just growing um, in the greenhouse. And mushroom farmers growing indoor, they will have... Uh, some very crucial moments for their climates and some very crucial timings for when they can harvest exact uh, sizes. They have a third or maybe second or third flushes, which they have to estimate, well, how much does that weigh and, and when do I need to pick those things? Um, because it's an organic thing. It's not just the chair being assembled in the right order. This becomes um, very much um, a unique niche where you need some unique tools um, and at, point, at this point, it, we have all of these different farmers um, doing these really new, interesting uh, things, uh, ways of growing and producing, and they all made, made up their own ways of doing things. So that's what we want Naval Farm to kind of be, with a place where you can, first of all, structure it in your own organization so everybody knows the same. If you have new employees, they will know exactly what to do. Um, but you know, on the longer run for us, it's a little bit like <clears throat> if you were a copy copyright freelancer and then somebody comes along and shows you this, um, you know, how to do your taxes super easy with this app, you know, it, it enables this person to, uh, spend less time on administration and, and more time on what they're good at. Um, and that's kind of the, the idea we make some base really sound, good structures, uh, in, in, software that plays together with the hardware and the equipment that's really essential to run it. So, so it kind of, you know, plays together, which will then enable people to spend more time on, on actually innovating and making the product fit the market and 
whatever uh, it's needed instead of running and route and and kind of make everything fit together all the time. So that's the core idea to kind of empower the next generation of urban farmers. Good. Well, indeed, no need to reinvent the wheel every time when actually you can already have a structured uh, system in, in place to to help you uh, start your business and then concentrate on on the real true innovations of, of the core business. Um, perhaps to before we conclude, uh, one one final question, uh, more specifically about Nubo Farm. Uh, what what's next for you guys in the in the near future? What are you looking for? <clears throat> yeah. So right now we. We um, here in January we we will launch uh, the website where you can kind of check out more about the software, of course. <clears throat> and um, Nebo OS, that's what's it called, uh, os.nebofarm.com. Um, and we really want to get in touch with um, some 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 interesting urban farmers here that are uh, up for. You know, testing the limits of this uh, solution and testing the limits of our of our ideas in in their unique market, we are um, you know knowing more about what's going on in uh, you know South and French or maybe uh, you know uh, South Africa. You know, this is very important to uh, to to kind of test the 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 ideas of how we think a structured way of working with these things are and 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 you know adapt them to so that more people can can be using it um so definitely next year we we really want to uh, yeah reach out and 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 get people going with this uh testing it out for us um well, of course more than testing it out but um you can you can start using it today but we want to see some 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 edge cases so we can so we can make it relevant for for even more, um, you know, different types of food production that we maybe maybe didn't know that this was relevant for yet, maybe. Um, so yeah, definitely. And then at the end of next year, we we're looking to um, to to raise money and 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 definitely make uh, make this all come together in a in a in a bigger bigger version that's you know relevant and and really can make an impact on um, a, yeah the biggest possible way and scale and fast because it's uh, it's still critical i know uh, can be hard uh, to uh, remember with war and all kinds of other things but uh, the the climate is still uh, is still the main issue for for us as, uh, as human beings i i would think Okay, good. Well, thank you very much for uh, the, these last uh, few 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 words and, and, and thoughts. Um, we could talk about urban farming all day, uh, but we do have to conclude at some point in uh, this uh, podcast format. Sienz, uh, thank you very much for participating. And I'm looking forward actually to look more uh, about uh, urban farming in the, the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. So that's it for today. You can read more about Nabo Farm and urban farming on 20centretail.com, which you can also visit to check out more retail stories. Join us on our next episode. Until then, have a great retail time and thank you for listening.